Hello and welcome to Borked, the podcast by Geeks for Geeks. I'm your host, David Eagle. I have with me my co-hosts, Jay. Hey, guys. And Rev. Hello. Hello. And we're here. Uh, you may you may notice that Rev sounds a little disoriented and a little confused, and that uh, I myself um, may not be able to hit the full range that I normally hit. I, I don't have all access to all my notes. My, my vocal cords have been slightly damaged by... Uh, Screaming at Ozzy at BlizzCon, so um, please, please bear with us as we as we try to talk. Yeah. And, and mine are gone from yelling at the Seahawks game last night. So there's that. <laughs> there you go. We're war torn, and yeah. uh, you know we we really do it for you guys. Really, <laughs> I didn't even I don't even like Ozzy. I was just like, what would the <laughs> listeners want? They would want me to. They would want me to scream one more song. That's what they would want. So, uh, this episode is going to be all about BlizzCon. If you're not interested in StarCraft 2, Diablo 3, or World of Warcraft, you should... Um, check out next week. Check out rest, next week. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you're missing out on uh, some great things in life. Um, but yeah, check out ne- next week's going to be awesome. We're going to uh, try to have uh, Andrew McAlpine back, and hopefully Jay's lovely wife, Sarah. And um, mm-hmm. if we can swing all that, we should have a good show for you. But for this week... Uh, you know what? It's all BlizzCon. That's where Rev and I spent our weekend, and we have so much to talk about. I don't know how we're possibly going to get through it, so let's just get going. Um, Jay, I, I don't know how much of this you saw, because you got streaming, and I know you were watching all the Twitters and stuff. Um, so uh, what stood out to you from, from uh, this year's BlizzCon, besides the really obvious stuff, but is there anything that really jumped out at you that got you excited yeah, uh, well, like like you said, I didn't get to see a ton of it because on Friday I was at work, so I knew that uh, Morheim was going to start at 11, so I, I very intentionally throughout the morning did all the stuff that would require 100% of my attention, then kind of arranged the jobs I could do mindlessly in front of the shop computer with my iPhone headphones on and like set it up to watch the streaming of that, and then took my lunch break at a large portion and stopped working and then kept going on that stuff, so it was actually really limited. Um, other than that, on Friday, which I only got to watch like uh, the initial uh, parts with Morheim and Metzen, and then on Saturday, I got to watch the class forum discussion as well as the StarCraft II lore panel. That's all I got to see of BlizzCon. So I really got cheated. <laughs> I, get a, I get a grunty, so that's kind of cool. You do get a grunty, and I was thinking yeah. that's going to reduce the value of, uh, of those grunties because there was essentially an unlimited number of them available for anyone who could pay $100. $40. $40. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so even more so then. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about um, it. I have mine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sarah just gave me a bad look because we're podcasting. But, oh, the things that stood out to me. <laughs> and she's not on it, right? That's what she's upset about? Uh, yeah, well, I think she doesn't know it's all about Blizzard, so. Oh, no. But to answer your question, you uh, basically what's interesting to me that really caught my attention, first of all, were the total scrapping, essentially, of many, many WoW conventions, like, on every level of the game. First of all, all of Azeroth and uh, Eastern Kingdoms being completely, essentially, destroyed and rewritten, um, which uh, I'm, I can't wait for that. Like, I literally don't care about the fact that I'm going to lose so much cool stuff that happened. But it's been five years, so... Well, you're uh, not going to lose it. It's just going to oh. be distributed more mm, easily. I think no. a lot of what no, we currently know is going to be gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, sorry, I misunderstood what you were saying. Oh, oh well, I forgive you. Yeah, but we've um. done, I mean, Jay, you and I, <laughs> between the two of us, have done all of those quests at least seven or eight times. And I've done them on both factions. Yeah, and I've done them on both factions up to, like, level 35 or 40, so... Just to give you a clue, when I go to create a new character on my account, not on my server, on my account, I have to delete one, so... That should, like, wow. I didn't know there was an account limit. <laughs> that should give you a clue. Um, what is it, 50? I, I don't know what it is. Just I think it's 50. 50. Yeah, so, and, yeah, so I've, I've had a lot of tunes, but um, that ends the class changes, like getting rid of uh, attack power, armor pen, like all of the kind of tertiary stats, secondary stats, I don't know, ancillary 
I'm just going to use all those words. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, well, but <laughs> I want to jump in there with that because it's interesting to me that Blizzard is doing that. And we saw them we saw them start to do that with um, the beginning of Wrath when they... Uh, that's when Spellpower was created, right? The beginning of Wrath? Or was it... They uh, got rid of Spellpower and Healing. That was the patch before Wrath went live. Okay. So we, we've seen them... You know, they started... They, there used to be plus, plus Spellpower and plus Healing, and now it's all just Spellpower. Right. And that one that one stat unifies and affects and whatever, um, and yeah, it makes sense that they're moving in that direction because we've seen them do that. We've seen them start to to try to make um, all tank stats, all tanks require the same stats and everything. They're just doing this general streamlining, and I think it's a really good thing. But anyway, continue. I know I interrupted you. I just wanted to get that thought out there. So continue. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that I mean that, and the fact that spell power is going away completely now in favor of intellect. Well, let let me clarify. It's not that those stats are going away; it's that they will only exist on your character as a function of the primary stats. So that's right. You'll no longer have plus attack power on a piece of gear, or plus spell power, or plus armor pen on a piece of gear. That's going to be Kaputsky. Which is nice because it really makes it at least for Blizzard they can they ha- they can design fewer items, which in my opinion means that essentially what you're going to get is probably higher quality on the items in terms of their design and, and yeah, and it ties directly yeah. into um, what Revoked was just saying in the chat about reforging. So what mm-hmm. what they've done is they've folded all of those important statistics into one statistic like intellect or strength, right? And then they've added something called reforging, which allows you to reduce one stat and increase another stat. So if I have a breastplate with plus 100 intellect and plus 100 stamina, I can reduce it to plus 50 stamina and add and add 50 more intellect, making it 150 no, in. Correct. What? Yeah, that's it. You can't put the stats into anything that's already on the item. I don't. That's actually exactly how it is. Oh, that is true. Which is totally and completely bogus, in my opinion. Like, I was really excited until I heard that a little bit, because I was hoping I'd be able to, you know, scrap... Like, say if I was a warrior, I could scrap the intellect on an item. That might have been a pally uh, item. And then just had that, you know, scrap that and put that in something that would be, you know, beneficial. But, uh, Well, we also don't know how the itemization is going to go. Because they may be really switching things up. Maybe it'll be strength and stamina. Or strength and stamina, or intellect and stamina. So yeah. you'll always be able to change that primary stat, you know? Well, the other thing that kind of ties into this is the level 85 cap. Um, it kind of ties into what they're saying about everybody's going to have a ton more stamina. He said that, I think, like three times in five seconds, is that everybody's <laughs> going to have a ton of health. Now, I mean, if that's the case, then... Uh, then it just kind of makes sense with the level 85 cap that if they want to kind of keep the same level of difficulty progression, they're probably going to have to give us more stats at a lower level. Just a thought. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I want to have more time, and there's so much to talk about with WoW, and I want to have an opportunity to get it, give everyone just a rundown of, of all that stuff. So so was there anything else outside well, of WoW? things are interesting. <laughs> oh, outside of WoW? Oh, that, that really stood out to you. Oh, God. The monks. The monks. Oh, yeah, the Diablo 3 monk class. Uh, yes. Um, also, as you guys know from EverQuest, yeah. I was yeah. a monk player back in the day. So I have a certain affinity. Yeah, I played Diablo cool. so much, and like I can easily see it replacing all WoW time. Yeah. Yeah, for a period of time. Yeah. Uh, I think once we clear um, Ice Crown, <laughs> and then we're waiting for Cataclysm to come out. <laughs> well, Diablo 3 isn't going to come out until 2011, so... At least. That's and after not, Cataclysm. Yeah, Cataclysm, January of 2011 is what I'm saying. <laughs> January 2011. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you read Morheim. It's a year away, guys. <laughs> Morheim said he wanted to release Cataclysm in 2010. Which means... January right. Yeah, that, that's, like, that's their target. Like that. That's their target release date. But that that is that is by no means a release estimate. That's just mm-hmm. what he. That's his dream. If he could wave a magic wand and release Cataclysm when he wanted to, it's basically what he does. 
Um, yeah, he he, <laughs> he does in fact. I don't know if you've seen his uh, his office. Once? It's no, I haven't. <laughs> it's not actually in the BlizzCon building. It's in this uh, floating glass room about a mile and a half above the BlizzCon building in Irvine. It's a replica of Dalaran, right? Uh, yes. Precisely. A uh, miniature scale replica of Dalaran. No, Dalaran is a miniature scale replica of uh, Morheim's <laughs> office, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I buy it. I definitely buy it. All right, so Rev, what stood out to you at this year's BlizzCon? Um, like, obviously I was excited about the Cataclysm stuff, but it's hard to get, like, super excited about it just because it's so long away. I mean, we have Ice Crown... Yeah, it's and people keep asking me and being like, "Oh my gosh, this and that the other thing." And I'm, I just go back to when we first heard about Wrath, um, and what really happened with Wrath. Like, obviously, it was all great, but there's things that were said at the original um, announcement that never happen and never will happen, or are finally happening in Cataclysm. You know, um, right? Like, for example, the. Uh, the way that they explained, explained, explained the rune system for um, Death Knights at the first unveiling uh, ended up being like completely different or significantly different, if my memory serves me well. So uh, Cataclysm, obviously, really cool. Uh, just the like the base high level stuff, like the how they're doing out or I mean Azeroth um, over again, how they're redoing. Uh, re- like completely retuning how you level the new races. Obviously, all of that is really exciting for me. Archaeology, I mean, who doesn't love Indiana Jones? Right. And <laughs> Old Jones. Yeah, exactly. So uh, all of that was really exciting, but I have to say um, one of the other things that really stood out for me was Diablo 3. Uh I played it last year, and we were able to play the Witch Doctor, the Barbarian, and I think the Wizard, no. but the Wizard had nope. just come out. Sorcerers, no. You, were, you weren't able to play that yet. No? So it was just, yeah, it was just then the uh, Barbarian and the Witch Doctor. And this year we were able to play the Wizard and the um, Monk as well. And I have to say, like, playing that with because uh, we were able to play four-player um, cooperative. When I when I actually hit the multiplayer button. Yeah, when you actually click the multiplayer button. <laughs> um, uh, I played a good probably like four or five hours of Diablo 3 this weekend. And wow. I, uh, it was really exciting, to be honest. Like, And it, that, was, that was me playing the same zone like eight times in a row. And you know what strikes me as really funny about that is we're going to get the game and we're going to install it and we're going to go through, you know, a couple hours of gameplay and then we're going to get to that desert zone and we're going to walk out there and we're going to be like, oh man, you want us to escort you to this stupid town how many times? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. They had at when they announced it, was it when they announced it or was it during level 80 Torin? Um, he he pulled out a quote from Diablo three, and it was just so, or Diablo two, and it was just so perfect. Uh, sorry, a little anecdote there. Yeah, it was like, uh, hello friends, welcome oh, and stay a while. Stay a while, yeah, yeah. awesome. I um, really wish. Uh, I mean, I'm really hoping that at PAX this year that we can play Diablo three because PAX was after BlizzCon last year as well, and Diablo three was not available for play. That was a real big disappointment. So, Dude, so, I hope I hope you can too because I haven't is, played it. I'm the only one of the awesome. group who hasn't. Well, you know what's funny? I um, I just finished. You guys know I was applying for uh, a writing post at Massively.com. I just finished filling out that app and I sent it in today. And one of the one of the posts I wrote was in regards to Star Wars: uh, The Old Republic, and what I had said was I had a difficult time. Um, understanding how Bioware was going to make the party dynamic work in Star Wars The Old Republic without a tanking class or a healing class, because as you remember, Star Wars The Old Republic has uh, um, 
uh, Star Wars Galaxies didn't really have tanks and they didn't really have healers. And for no, me, that was... Uh, combat Medic? Hello, it's my favorite class. Okay, Combat Medic, yes, but not really tanks. At all. At all, at all. But to answer your question, Jedi, sorry. And for, <laughs> and for me, that was one of the big things that, that um, was disappointing because I did not feel... I didn't feel the need to party in Star Wars Old Republic. I mean, in, in the game that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> I didn't feel the need to party in Galaxies with people, and because I didn't feel the need to party, it turned into a single-player game. You know? Um, and and I don't want my MMOs to be single-player games. But So that's what I wrote. And what what kills me then is I wrote all that, and then I played Diablo 3, like, for a couple of hours with uh, with uh, Rev and with a couple other guys, and there are no tanks in that game, and not only is there not, like, a healing class, but the, there are no self-heals. All you have are potions, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. forget not having a healing class. There's not a healing spell in the entire game, as far as I know. Um, awesome. So, and that really worked. The dynamic really worked, but um, I guess... The flip side of that is that it's more of a dungeon crawler and not as much like an open environment like an MMO is. So who knows how it would actually work? Who knows, who knows, who knows? Um, Getting back to you, Rev, Diablo 3 really stood out. Is there anything else that really stood out before we just run down the the list of things that happened for for people who weren't there and might not know all the high-level stuff? Ozzy Osbourne, period. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Was it awesome? Yeah, it was insanely good. Like, I I assumed he was going to come out on stage and, like, maybe sing a song or not even sing a song, but he brought his entire band and they played an entire set and um, they had two encore wow. songs. Wow. Like, every song you would expect Ozzy to sing, he sang. No That's joke. Amazing. Yeah. And he's, like, 60. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I guess he had teleprompters, which is kind of sad. Oh, but he wrote those songs like 40 years ago. But the thing that, you know, and, and the reason that I don't mind is because I've been to like Decemberist concerts where you hear Colin Molloy like, <laughs> yeah, he did that last year. I saw. <laughs> so you can't like, relate. I love these songs more than you. I know it's true. <laughs> you can't really give Ozzy too hard a time since he's, you know, an old guy and he wrote these songs, like you said, definitely 40 years ago. <laughs> but yeah, the show was, it was superb. And they, they made a big mistake at the beginning. And I'm guessing that it oh. was. I'm guessing, so hilarious. I'm guessing that it was contractual. I don't think it was an AV mistake because I think they could have fixed it a lot faster. Um, so I think that there was some part of the agreement where they said, you know, you can't do this. We only want these displayed on like uh, uh, tertiary monitors or something. But what they did was um, the hall is really deep. So from the back of the hall, which is where we were standing, uh, you could not see the stage. Like you could see the couple of lights, but you couldn't see the stage. You couldn't see humans on the stage. That's how long oh. these halls were. But they had these big overhead monitors hanging down, or not monitors, but projection screens hanging down uh, at you know uh, regular intervals coming up the hall. So no matter where you were, you could see one of those big overhead projection screens. And they were when when. Uh, level 80 Elite Torn Chieftain was up there doing their thing. They had them on those big overhead projection screens, and it was like, awesome. I can see the guitarist like playing or whatever. I get the live experience, but I get the close-ups too. Um, Ozzy gets up there, and the only thing they show on the overhead projectors is the, the uh, I don't know graphics. what you even call it. Yeah, the graphics that go with the songs. And the graphics were amazing, but the people in the back where we were, like the back third of the auditorium, um, couldn't see anything and got mad, and then everybody left. Period. Really? Like, yeah. Like people just stood up by the rows in the, in the and back. just started walking out in the back. Back thirty yeah. percent. Like basically everyone started leaving. Wow. And Dave turns to me and he's like, "Well, you want to sit down?" And I'm all, "Let's see how close we can get." Yeah. So I, I'm like, "All right, what the heck?" So we walk up there and we get within twenty rows, like. Just walking straight up, At straight a full up the aisle. Ozzy Osbourne con- concert. Yeah, and it Jeez. was a full. He didn't do like a super huge set, but he did at least six or seven songs. Yeah, that's a full set. Not for like it, a headliner, really. In but. total, it was probably eight or nine. So yeah, so we we just, I mean, <laughs> we walked straight up, and we probably right. could have gotten closer, but it was fine. Like we could see Ozzy up there singing. We could see the little grin he got when he picked up the fire hose and sprayed people in the crowd. <laughs> what? 
Yeah. yeah. I don't with, I'm telling uh, you, I have no idea full, what happened at all. During during guitar solos, he would walk over to the side and they had a like a pressure hose and he would pick it up and yank the, the thing back and his whole body would jerk back and he would like spray the entire front of the audience. Wow. That's what but you he, <laughs> he, he he sounded amazing. I mean he slurred a little bit, but he was pretty great and uh Every time he said "make some noise," it really felt like if you didn't make some noise, he was going to come down and and really hurt you. Like he might just leave. (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously. Like he would either come down and just beat you, or he'd be like, "Screw you guys!" and just walk off. So there was uh, there was a tremendous amount of pressure on the audience in that concert. I felt so, (laughs) but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a highlight. Um, I think he was testing the nerds. (laughs) What have you got? <laughs> I loved what he kept. Uh, it, two of the thi- there were there were two things that he said a lot. One of them was, "Are you having fun?" And everybody would say, "Yeah." And he'd say, "Do you want to have even more fun?" And everybody would say, "Yeah." <laughs> and then he, he would, would play say, a song. You're gonna. You better go wild, more wild yeah, than you've ever gone before. Exactly. <laughs> you better go more more wild and crazy than you've ever gone in your life. Do you want me to play another song? Only if you go wild. <laughs> it was <Wow>. awesome. <laughs> uh, so that was good times. Um, Rev, any other big, huge? I mean, that was that was so awesome. Uh, any other big, huge things about BlizzCon itself that really stood out to you? Starcraft. Um, no, yeah, we we uh, we played a lot of Starcraft, um, and we yeah. confirmed that I am real bad at RTSs. Well, we knew that, but the question is, are you going to play but it? We confirmed it. It plays really well, uh, to be does? honest. It does. Um, I'm I'm finally excited for it. Wow! But I did not get the chance to play single player. Okay. Yeah. No, you had the chance. You just chose not to. Well, I needed to pwn some nubs, <laughs> which is why I did not play against I you. I needed to pwn some nubs, y'all. <laughs> um. Yeah. So a lot of. Uh, a lot of fun with StarCraft. We we really enjoyed that. And I might, in answer to your question, Jay, I might. Mm, um, that means I think no. If, I know I, you. No, 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 no. Actually, I talked to I talked to Rev about this, and and didn't I? What did I say? You said you'll buy the Terran campaign. Yes, I did. Okay. So, and the, and the thing about it is, you know, I think if I actually invest some time into it, I might be decent at it. You know what? I will never be good at though is micro. Oh, that's fine. This See, guy you know, that. That is one thing I did get to see was the StarCraft, not two, StarCraft uh, tournaments. I was watching that. Holy Jesus. Those, like, Korean guys, they micromanage each individual Zerg in a Zerg swarm. They'll have, like, six of them, and they will hotkey for all of them and, like, individually send groups of them on each guy they wanted to. It was mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Yeah, you realize at a certain point that they're playing a completely different game than you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just crazy. But for me, like, I was at the point where, okay, I can divide these units up into a group and these units up into a group, and then Kev shows up with his, like, big, huge things and kills me. Um, but one of the guys that uh, Rev played was, like, he would go in and he would get a, he would get one of his uh, um, units, and that unit would become damaged, and he would take it and run it behind his other units, so Rev's troops had to, like chase it around to shoot it while they were getting shot at. So he did a little bit of that. He would like warp and micro and stuff. But he wasn't, he wasn't Korean as far as I could tell. So he wasn't, (laughs) you know, obviously it wasn't amazing, but he was pretty good. But yeah, Starcraft two was a heck of a lot of fun. Um, they announced a release date for that, didn't they? And I just official missed it. Uh, they said definitely 2010. The only thing holding it back right now is getting the battle net system finalized. Speaking of which, they talked a lot about that, didn't they? Yeah, apparently. You didn't catch any of that? Didn't really care. <laughs> Fair enough. There was so much going on. Yeah, there was seriously so much going on. I think, you see, honestly, we'll I think that would have been though. one of the things I would have gone to just because I still don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get Battle.net's. I know well, we've talked one, about that on the podcast, but yeah, one of the things that Rev you had said as we were driving down there and kind of talking about it was um, persistent rankings and kill statistics would be two of the things that we would expect. You know, hey, who cares? Everything does that. Well, well except except not, for StarCraft. Yeah. <laughs> well, one that game is ten years old. Right. That's why we expect it on Battle.net. 
We're not saying, I don't think it's going to be earth-shattering. I mean, we need to go read about it, and maybe it will be, but I don't think it'll be earth-shattering, but I think we just need to find out, you know. But I, I think we will see the same things that we expect to see from other games. We'll just see them tied to our accounts, and we'll see them persisting. Well, it's it's a lot by, like Xbox Live. Like I'm looking at a screenshot right here, and it has they're in World of Warcraft, and it has your friends list, and it has uh, I have three friends online. Um, one of them or two of them are playing WoW, and the other one is playing StarCraft Two in a one v one match. That's cool. And then uh, I guess additional to that, there's going to be a guild chat application. Uh, yeah, guild chat app for the iPhone, so you'll be able to clip yeah, your toenails uh, like, and talk to your guild at the same time. You're such a jerk. It's going to be awesome. Or you could like cut your fingernails or... I've, I've never done that. Jump up and down on your space bar, just whatever you want. And Oh, I swear, what is that? <laughs> a space bar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, private prior to that, but okay. Um, so... Yeah, that's that's an interesting change, and it leads to all kinds of stuff like guild chat apps in your web browser or whatever. So I'm sure we'll see all that. Um, all right, well, let's do a quick rundown of things that things that came out at BlizzCon. Uh, as we've already we've already talked about a lot of this stuff, so we'll just do a high level overview, and then we'll probably spend a lot of time talking about WoW. Um, but I definitely want to start off with Diablo three, so we can uh, we can devote some time to that and not be like, oh, Diablo at the end of the call. So Diablo three, they announced the monk class, and they gave us the ability to play the uh, I believe it's called a wizard, right? Sorceress, right? In two or three? Isn't it sorceress? Three. Three is a wizard. Really? What well, happened yeah. to sorceress? Oh, that's right. Magics. You're right. Her name is wizard. My bad. Um, so we have the, the wizard, the berserker, or is it barbarian? Barbarian. Same thing. The witchalock and <laughs> witch doctor and the monk. And, uh, so the, the, the witch doctor I described as kind of like the necro from uh, D2. And I'm, I'm sure that's not accurate, but I think there are some elements that are similar. Uh, is, is it accurate, Rev, or no? Um... I was reading something. Because I know you were necrostatus in D2. I have no idea what you just asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, podcaster I've ever been in a podcast with. I'm anything. trying to research here. <laughs> I didn't have a chance to research. The, uh, the witch edit doctor. It out, edit it out. Go ahead. I'm not, gonna, I'm not editing this. It's going live like tonight. Oh, gosh. Witch doctor. What about him? Witch doctor. <laughs> That doctor. Wow. Um, was oh it similar God. to the Necro in D2? Okay. Um, he doesn't have the ability to create, like, 50 skeletons. Um, I would equate it to a Necro in Diablo plus a Warlock from WoW. Um, so you have your big... You have a couple big pets... You have some some kind of swarm AOE, but it's like temporary AOE, um, and nukes. So, no I mean, nukes. No. Did you have AOE uh, control, like the ability to yeah to manage uh, so a large have, number? Yeah, you units. have a fear, an AOE fear, um, and there was a lot more talents that I didn't take the time to read because you only had twenty minutes to play each time. Mm. Um, but there was a, like, the talent tree was, uh, the amount of talents was, like, three-fourths of what we see in World of Warcraft for, like, a level 80 warlock. Yeah, the, the, the talent tree was pretty small, it seemed like. Were there different trees, or was it just that one screen? No, there's three, there's three trees. Oh, I really wasn't paying And, like, six tiers. Nice. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, so, yeah. The, uh, so it seems to me, and I didn't play the Barbarian, which I should have, but I just couldn't stop playing the Monk and the Wizard. Um, but it seems to me that Blizzard has given every single class the ability to, to handle a large pack of mobs that comes at them. Um, the Wizard has a, a Nova, a Frost Nova, that freezes mobs in place and makes them more susceptible to damage. The monk has an ability that blinds every mob in his vicinity for a couple seconds. 
the uh, the witch doctor has that fear that you just described, and I'm sure the berserker has. They probably have a, an area effect stun. Um, so I think that's pretty cool, and for me, it definitely added a lot of strategy. What I was telling Rev when I played the wizard the first time was that I kept dying, and then I got into a dungeon, and because it's close quarters, you kind of have to take things in, in packs. Yeah. Um, I learned how to use the split personality ability, which essentially creates a tank for you. Um, it creates a, a clone or a replica of you, which goes out and immediately grabs aggro on all the mobs in the area. So you, you can use the Frost Nova and Split Personality as a wizard to really control those packs and then stand back and just use your use your magic to do damage, which is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, for the monk, you have the ability to blind, and then you have the ability to, to basically teleport yourself out of combat very quickly. Um, but... But the big thing with the monk is, you know, the attacks that damage all the monsters at once, or the attacks that damage one monster and cause it to explode and damage other monsters. Um, so I think that's how they're overcoming the, you know, you need a tank to survive thing, is they're, they're giving every single class unique playstyle that has a toolbox that can handle anything that comes its way, just in a completely different um, manner. And I think that's awesome. Also... I forgot about this, but when we were walking out of our first play session in Diablo 3, <laughs> I, I don't know if I said it to Rev or to Kev, but I was like, holy crap, man. Listen to all that clicking. Yeah. <laughs> you know you were in the Diablo 3 area because you if you just stop talking and you listen, you just yeah. <laughs> And you forget. Like, I haven't played, I haven't seriously played Diablo since Diablo 1, so you okay. forget how in, insane, like, all the clicking is. But I don't forget. <laughs> it does come back pretty quickly, so that's good. And you get to develop those mousing fingers again, get them back up to speed for StarCraft, so you can... Get your micro on. Um, okay, so Diablo 3 introduced the Monk class, which is a hand-to-hand -hand melee class which, with a lot of cool abilities. Like I said, they have the ability to blind all their opponents. They have the ability to temporarily increase their dodge by like a hojillion percent. Wait, was and they that have available the ability, for play? Uh, what's that? Was that available for play? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to play the Monk? Oh, I rocked it. Oh, sweet yep. lord. It was, it was fun. It oh. was a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, they have the ability to repeatedly strike the same target, causing it to explode and kill all other targets. So, Which looked amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and was amazing. It was really <laughs> fun. Um, so a couple monks going in, doing their like jumpy teleport kick, and then explodey attack thing. Just really cool. Um, the wizard was also a blast. I don't know which one I would want to play first, because they are all so unique and so fun, and they're all very different, but they're, they're a blast. So uh, Diablo 3, we are very excited about that, and we have no idea when it's going to come out. Right, Rev? Y yeah, um, probably... Uh, hopefully 2011, um, that would give it three years since they first started letting people play it. Um, it felt pretty good right now, but talking with, um, the few developers there, uh, just cause they were asking questions like, oh, how do you like this? How do you like that? It felt like they were still at the place where they're s still inserting game mechanics that they really weren't like either happy with or sure about. Um, and so it, it felt two-thirds of the way there in terms of gameplay, and I'm sure there's at least one more class. Um, and they, I even heard things like, oh, well, we haven't even itemized for the monk, and, um, I mean, if they haven't itemized for the monk, they probably haven't itemized for another class. So there's just a, there, there's a really good, decent chunk of work to go into it, so... I mean, at least a year, if not a year and a half, well, um, and I would say. Not being a programmer at all, my only question here is, when you play a game that, in terms of game mechanics, is that well put together, like really all you're doing after that is filling out storyline, itemization, and... Yeah, I mean, and like making the world, but you have all your tools made already, right? Yeah, um, it's all the tools are done. I mean, if you look at the job site right now, they don't have any. Uh, they're not asking for any programmers at this point. Um, they have they have need for level designers, three uh, D modelers, texture, basically all of the art, all of the quests, the writing, and um, what 
I would call the scripting. So like when you walk through a town and you see like the windmill moving and you see a guy like uh, walk around and like say something to you yeah. um, or you see like when you get to a boss, like he starts talking and like things happen, like the fe- ceiling falls down. That's all scripting. Someone needs to actually sit there and say, okay, object this, move here, this and that. And it's not necessarily like a programmer because it's kind of programming, but it's, they call yeah. it scripting. It's, so there's a like lot music. of that. Your world builder, right? Like for games yeah. that have a world builder, once all your assets are imported, then it's just writing out the game, essentially, right? Yes. Um, but then additional to that, they have a lot of, I mean, they have another character and they probably have entire environments they haven't finished. Yeah, I'd imagine. But I don't know. <laughs> I guess I, uh, if you guys are able to play it and have that much fun with it and have it feel so crisp and good, it's just kind of sad to me that's going to take that long for it to be. On my sweet computer. Yeah, but I mean, they have to... You just think about the size of a world and think about the textures and all that stuff that they have to do. They're building that, you know, so it's... Yeah. It's significant. All right. um, StarCraft II, single player. We really should have played that because they tried to make that seem like it was the big deal this year. Mm -hmm. Um, we We had multiplayer two years ago. Like our friend, like, well, really Rev's friend. He's not my friend. He certainly doesn't text me back when I text him. Like <laughs> Rev's friend, Shader, said, StarCraft Two is so BlizzCon 2007. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> um, so we played more multiplayer of StarCraft Two, and it was terrific. And we played, um, we did not play StarCraft One, so we failed you again, dear listeners. I apologize. And I'm going to use that as, as an excuse to skip on to the next part, which I'm really excited to talk about, which is Cataclysm. So let me give you the rundown of what Cataclysm is, and then we'll talk about it and dissect it and and just, oh, oh it's going to be good. Here we go. Cataclysm is the next expansion to World of Warcraft. I'm going to make this short as, as possible without losing any content, because I'm assuming a lot of you know all of this already. So Cataclysm is the next expansion to World of Warcraft. Um... Their target and hopeful date is 2010. Like Jay said, 2011 is probably a lot more likely. Still very cool. Uh, what they're going to do is completely re- revamp graphics for all of Azeroth. And and what I mean is um, the original two continents that WoW 1.0 shipped with, which is uh, Kalimdor and the Eastern Kingdoms. And they've talked about the fact that some zones are going to be very different and all that, but what you have to realize is that while that is true, while they are changing the basic way that a lot of zones look, they are absolutely and a hundred percent redoing all of the graphics for all of the zones. And I know that for a fact because they are making all of the zones flyable. So that Mm. means that they're going to have to make them geographically accurate right now. If you go on top of red Ridge, you can see like an entire zones worth of empty space between red Ridge and the (laughs) Syrian gorge, which doesn't exist on the map. Um, and I'll tell you guys how to get up there if you really care, but it's not really interesting. I just go do mining and you'll find it. <laughs> That's all I can say. Go level <laughs> mining. Um, so they're going to have to, essentially, they're going to have to rebuild all of the terrain. And if they're doing that, I, I expect that they're probably going to update a lot of textures in the process. So we're looking at new art and graphics for the world that exists. We're looking at um, not just a change to the way that the zones look, but also a change to the way that quests flow. I believe that they really perfected the quest flow in Wrath of the Lich King, where you would go to one area, they would give you five quests that all took place in the same little geographic area, you'd go back, turn those in, and get sent on to another place with five quests that all took place in the same area. And definitely, we did not see that. In fact, I remember some quests in Vanilla WoW that you had for ten levels, because they had you running to zones that were completely different levels and killing monsters that were different, like craziness. You wouldn't even think to do them, and uh, they're out there. So... That all is going to be changing, which is really cool. And in addition to that, one of the statements that one of the devs made during the expansion panel was he said that they're going to be revamping quest rewards. And so you won't be getting plus agility plus spirit boots as a quest reward anymore, (laughs) which is fantastic. But what it tells me is that, you know, in the same way that Blizzard is going to change the quest mindset to match that of Northrend, where it's a lot more streamlined, I'm guessing that they're going to do the same thing with quest loot rewards. So you're going to see, just like we did in Northrend, you're going to see the loot from a certain boss is going to roughly match up with the stats that 
you know the specific classes need. So you can expect Which some they're play also DPS. streamlizing. So yeah, exactly. So you can expect I say some. <laughs> you did, but I was I like, yeah, you did. <laughs> I wasn't going to point it out. <laughs> uh, uh, some play climbing. DPS, le- leather DPS, and caster gear, all that stuff. So we we can expect to see that. I think. Not just, you know, at the high levels, but from level 1 to 60, you will get usable gear as a crest reward, which is so awesome. I'm so excited about that. I can't even tell you. Um, and I was telling Rev, it makes me want to not even level any alts, you know? Like, why would I yeah. do it right now? I don't know. So in addition to that, they're introducing phasing, and they're going to be using phasing, it seems like, throughout Azeroth um, to... To make quests more interesting, they're going to be modifying terrain with phasing. So you may be able to walk somewhere before you complete a quest, and afterwards it may be a lake, um, that kind of thing. So don't get don't get too attached to the environment that you're mm-hmm. in because you could be changing it through what you do. Uh, if if phasing works in this anything like it did in the Death Knight starting area in Wrath of the Lich King, uh, you may be questing with a friend, and he may turn in a quest and disappear. So oh, so annoying. Be prepared for that, and hopefully, when you turn in your quest, he'll reappear, and everything will be copacetic. Um, so that's exciting. In addition to in addition to those changes, we're going to see a new boss. Arthas was the big bad boss in Wrath of the Lich King. The big bad boss in Cataclysm, it seems like, is definitely going to be Deathwing. So the the whole end game experience that is levels eighty to the new level cap of eighty five is going to be all about. Deathwing, expect a lot of quests, expect all that stuff. Um, there's going to be underwater leveling, there will be underwater mo- um, mounts. They promised not to make underwater leveling annoying, so Thank God. I don't know how that's going to work, but they said they wouldn't, so we'll see what happens. Um, what else? Access to the elemental planes of water, air, and fire should be pretty that cool. Those are going to be major incredible. leveling zones. Yeah. Incredible. That's gonna be pretty neat. I, 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 you know what? Flashed in my mind was Legend of Zelda. To be honest, the later Zelda games, like that's kind of what I'm imagining. Go to the water temple, you know? Like, that's like <laughs> I hate the water temple. Just as a quick note, but <laughs> I won't hate it at well. Well, that's fair. Um, so that's. I think that's gonna be really cool. In addition to that, some of the zones that. Um, you know, they're not making all the leveling underwater. They're also going to unlock Oldham, which is going to be cool, and Mount Hygel will be able to have access to. So um, very excited, very, very excited about seeing those areas. And then the other big change, <laughs> which big change should I talk about next? The two races that are being added that I'm sure you guys all know about, the Alliance, you're going to be able to play as a Worgen, and for the Hor- which I, I just want to point to the fact that I said this was going to be the case when they made such a big deal about not letting hunters have worgen pets. Yeah, you did I, say that. I did say it. You heard so, it first here, folks. Kudos to me. Um, so worgen, that's going to be that's going to be one of the alliance playable races, and uh, goblins are going to be for the horde. And great, I love the fact that the horde have been complaining for years about how annoying gnomes are. Yes, and now they get chance. now they get a mini race. I'm I'm just pleased. I can't, I can't tell you how pleased I am. Yes. Um, right. And you know, I think if we're comparing, the alliance definitely wins this. Uh, definitely wins this release. Way to go, <laughs> us! Way to get Worgen and uh, be awesome. <laughs> uh, I can see that, you know. <laughs> My wife is making fun of me. All right. So we're going to be cool. to be you and making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be going to be cool. Goblins are going to be cool. Everything's going to be awesome. Um, one thing that Chris Metzen said in the opening ceremonies after they played the Cataclysm video was that if you thought the Death Knight starting area was cool, uh, you had no idea that the Goblin and Worgen starting areas are going to just blow you away. So true story. That's going to be really cool. Also, they wouldn't let us play levels 1 through 5 because apparently there's a lot that they don't want to reveal. Spoilers. Exactly. So, very excited about that. Another cool thing is, from level 80 to 85, you know that over the last several patches, Blizzard has been doing a tremendous amount of work, and they've been making a lot of changes to classes, like they always have, but a lot more changes than usual to try to bring them into balance, right? 
And they've been making kind of this heroic push to get all these talents tuned the way they want them to be so that classes are balanced against PvP, as we know. As Brigwin said on his podcast earlier, everything is now balanced against PvP. Um, so they've been working on that, and now we kind of I kind of get the sense why they're doing that. Because in, in the next expansion, they're not adding any new talents to the talent um, trees at all. Although they are, like, totally changing all of the talents. Yes, yeah, that, yes. you need to keep that in mind. Well, they are doing that, but the, the way they're changing the talents is going gonna, is gonna to reflect the current way the talents work, really. They're going to be eliminating talents and freeing some talents up, so new specs will become available, but they've been balancing talent for talent against different classes, and I see why they've been putting so much work into it right now. It's because if they get it right now, they will have a lot less work to do over the next four years until the next expansion comes out, right? So we're not getting any new talents. We are getting five new talent points. If you level from 80 to 85, you'll gain one talent point for each level. Um, in addition to that, you get some, some new ways to customize your character through the new secondary profession archaeology. Uh, Path of the Titans allows you to use a different glyph, which is going to be amazing. Can we, uh, also... can we talk about Path of the Titans really quick? Because I definitely had my streaming thing take a crap like right when he was saying, oh, this is really cool. And I, I literally have no idea what it is. Right. Well, it's a path, really. Like physically, like a road. Yeah. It's it's um. I think it's more metaphysical. It's like a oh, spiritual metaphysical path. Yes, okay. kind of thing. Um, <laughs> the way it was presented to us, and this is my understanding of it, you'll have archaeology, which will allow you to harvest certain artifacts, and you will take these to it, and whatever historian or archaeologist or titanologist or something and this will unlock the path of the titans and you will have the ability to choose one of several paths which will customize your character in a certain way and one of the interesting things they've said is that they're trying to make them applicable different classes different classes will gain benefits from the same path so you may have a, a holy priest and a rogue who decide to go down the same path and the same class will gain benefits from different paths from different paths. So it may be the cool. case that one rogue wants one path, but another rogue wants a different path. So we'll see if that actually works out. What I've learned from elitist jerks is that there's always one best way to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody is always going to find that best way and do it that way. So no matter how hard Blizzard, um, no you know, Blizzard does give us the ability to do it how we want to do it. It's just that people choose what is perceived as the best way more often than not. So, well, I mean, that's true to an extent, but I mean, if you really get into some of the, the deeper theory crafting stuff, it's, it's not always best to have a certain way. I mean, you need, you need variety, and a lot of people say it depends on your composition. So I, actually, what I'm really hoping for is that this, is, this might uh, free up different ways where it's like, well, we have one guy who's taken this path, one who's taken this, and we kind of need one or the other, uh, or maybe we need both, you know, I, less cookie cutter maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think it's going to be awesome. But th again, that that goes with the fact that we really have no idea what it is yeah, technically, quote unquote. You know. <laughs> so what they did say was that it, it's going to work with talent points, obviously, because talent points are in the game, so it has to. Um, but it's not going to be connected to the talent point system at all. This is a new way of of personalizing or advancing your character. So Path of the Titans is cool. Um, they added guild levels, which is going to be cool. Anything you do has the ability to give your guild more experience. And as your guild levels up from level 1 to level 20, you gain um, talents, essentially, for your guild. Some examples they gave were reduced repair costs, the ability to perform mass summons or mass resurrections, reduced durability loss when you die, stuff like that. So really stuff that can... Just make things go a little easier, a little more smoothly. So I think that's interesting. All that stuff put together is interesting. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I just want to talk about whatever we think about all of it. So if somebody wants to start and just pick out your favorite thing or whatever from all of it and start talking about that, let's let's jump in there, I guess. Um, anyone want to take the ball or do you want me to do it? What do you guys want to do? Well, the way I see like the Path of Titans is... Um, glyphs that you have to like work towards like in like a week what did they say like kind of a weekly kind of thing and so at first I was kind of 
really excited about it. And now um, it's still cool, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, it's just glyphs that I have to grind out a little bit, you know? Mm. Yeah, and they did say specifically that they didn't want it to be a grind. Right, it's so, like the way you look at it, it's technically, it's either a grind that right. I wait or it's a grind that I actually... Yeah, yeah, stuff. no, that's, well, I guess that's true, yeah. But they, they said they'll have catch-up mechanics and stuff, so, you know, if you have a catch-up mechanic... It's not really a grind. I prefer mustard mechanics personally, so mm. <laughs> that is a delicious mechanic, but not as good as a mayonnaise mechanic. Oh God! Just shut oh. your mouth. Oh, why would you do that? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So, what else, Rev? Anything else? Um, completely on the other spectrum of things. I was just reading about um, what they were doing for Battle.net and I don't know, I'm kind of excited about it because the one thing that I got me really into my Xbox was the interconnectivity always online thing, which is mm. basically what they're trying to do with with Battle.net, which is I know that's what we've already said, but um, it, it seems like they're really, really, really trying to keep people connected online via their games, which in my opinion, is just going to just like help everyone keep playing them. Because I don't which know if you remember might, with which Diablo might actually 2. be a bad thing for people. <laughs> <laughs> with Diablo 2, I don't know if you remember, Jay, but we would get online and it would be like, okay, call me and tell me what room you made. And you'll be like, okay, I made room uh, XYZ, uh, John is lame, 123. Yeah. And the password's 456. And I'd try joining and it wouldn't be there forever and then you'd be like okay try again oh i'll recreate it yeah but we it had to be horrible but yeah, we were we so to, patient that was the best yeah part. we still did it <laughs> but imagine if it was like uh xbox live where we could just invite people and we could chat with people voice or or text obviously on the pc it's easier for text um and that experience is just completely streamlined. Like everything is streamlined. We're always online. There's achievements, ding ding, um, and everything. So I I just see it. Um, I see it as a huge boon for Blizzard to do this and stay on top of it. Yeah. Pers- yeah. Well, I think it's going to be awesome. So, I, but like I said, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> If you can throw down a StarCraft II invitation anytime, like, how am I going to get anything done? <laughs> <laughs> that's their goal. Oh, man, that's not good. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I want to I talk a little bit about the, uh, the Worgen, and I want to talk about it from an RP perspective. We are Alliance for the Alliance. Huzzah. Um, Jay, I know you experimented with the horde a little bit during college, but I actually, yeah, during college, but I was drunk, so it didn't count. <laughs> no, it definitely doesn't. Plus, no. you imagine you imagine that it was alliance, right? You no. close your eyes. Yeah, it's so <laughs> gross. Actually, I prefer the horde still to this day. But oh man, like honestly, because they're just better in every way. I, I it's no, not I respect you, I but that's just about. silly. I don't care. Like, I don't care what you think. I really don't. <laughs> I literally couldn't care less. Um, honestly, the thought of a goblin, a goblin rogue is the coolest crap I can imagine. I don't know why. Just a pickpocketing goblin rogue. Well, but let's go back. Why is the horde better? You, you like the quests, right? I do like the quests. Like, once you get out of the barrens, it's just great. See, I don't know. I, I know got out of the barrens. No. But I got out of the Barrens and into Stone Talon, and it was crap. Oh, yeah. You have to get out of Stone Talon. I hate Stone Talon. Stone Talon. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's cool. Like, I de- my experience on the Horde was that... Well, the other thing, too, is when I played on the Horde, I was all... Well, that's not true either. I, I don't even know if it's definable. It just feels different. Like, hanging out in Org was very, very different from hanging out in, in like, Stormwind or Ironforge. It felt less stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't like. There's literally. I become an idiot when I try and talk about this. I'm just like, it was more awesomer and less dumb. And that's why I liked it. <laughs> All right, great, thanks. Maybe that's why I hate horde players because I always ask, like, okay, so what is it you like about the horde? And they're like, we're not idiots. <laughs> well, no, but I would never. But I also play alliance. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not being. 
a moron. I'm. I just prefer the horde. I think I think it's cooler. All right, whatever. Well, let's talk about Worgen anyway, because okay. I don't care. I, I, I agree. Like I mean, I I only played the Worgen starting areas because I love top hats. Um, you get top but, hats? Oh, yeah, it's gosh. totally Victorian. It's pretty cool. That's I, imagine yeah. imagine a nation that has been sealed up behind a wall for the last couple hundred years, right? That's, so that makes they, it Victorian? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, 100 years ago in WoW time, it was Victorian. Okay. But, like, so, th- th- they, really, they really took that concept and ran with it, and I think they did a cool job, and it's just a little interesting thing. Like, all, all right. the guards and everything are wearing top hats and basically tuxedos. It's really, it's fun. And it's all their silly. swords, all their swords are, like, cavalry. Oh, really? Like, know. rapiers? Yeah, exactly. And rapists? No. Oh, not at all, actually. Um, so the questing was fun, and being in being in worgen form uh, is amazing. Is it? It really is. I can't even tell you. Do you have weapons when you shift shift into worgen form, or is no. your weapons yes. come up with you? Oh, you do. Yeah, or oh. maybe not in your hands. No, no, no I had dag- have I had daggers. That's right, I had daggers. Yeah, you, you, they. I think that they're probably using the same uh, models that they threw on uh, orcs. Oh. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, it did kind of look like that. Like, like the body the, size. Yeah, the body size and the posture. It's just oh, okay. a different model, kind of. Well, well my, so if you're standing around and you're a worgen and you're choosing to be in your humanoid form and you've got your sword and your shield and your plate armor and then you get into combat, you just turn into a worgen? Correct. It does a little animation. No, you have all of your armor stuff. and your weapons. Yeah, yes, you're just a worgen. Oh, okay, cool. I'm all about that. But, I thought it was going to be like, oh, you absorb it into your body and you're a worgen. Yeah, I, there were two ways I could have gone with the worgen thing. One of them was that I hoped that when you, like, I don't know, like when you dipped below forty percent hit points or something, it triggered worgen mode. And you got some kind of bonus. And the other one was that it would be purely cosmetic. And they went with the purely cosmetic thing. And that's cool, but I wish they would have made made it a little more... Like, every time you enter combat, you go into worgen mode. And then every time I dropped combat, I would go back into human mode. Cause I'm, that's the way it is. I'm RP hardcore status. It goes in, but it doesn't pull out. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> True. You just killed Dave. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't love transfer transforming every two seconds, but I could have totally just not transformed back, and it would have been fine. I just didn't want to run around as an organ because I'm supposed to be fighting my inner organ or whatever. Um, you can play a organ priest, which I think is completely unacceptable. Shadow and priest. We, we talked about that. You can't Rev, play a shaman nor, nor a paladin. A paladin, yeah. So you can't play a paladin, but you shaman. can play a priest. Well, I yeah. think it's because of shadow priests. I think is why they want to let you. Maybe. Does that uh, make sense? Oh. A shadow priest makes sense. One of the racials for the worgen is one percent damage increase. Oh yeah, I saw that. So that's pretty neat. Okay. Can't really argue with that. No. The other racial is Sprint, which is almost entirely useless in pretty much every context except for leveling. Yep. Um, so you get, if you're a Worgen Rogue, which is what I plan to roll, you get two Sprints. It's kind of cool for tanking. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a Death no, Knight, so it doesn't matter. You could pull stuff to you. That's correct. <laughs> as, a, as a Paladin, the only thing that I get is like, oh, you could run a little faster. Oh god, fifteen percent is huge. the best tank in the game. Just shut up. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm a paladin tank. Pity me. Oh. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so other big things I'm excited about. Um I think leveling from one to sixty is gonna be a lot faster. What do you guys think? Yeah, well they've said so. I and I'm gonna do it because I wanna see the new stuff. Like I think that Agreed. they I don't know if they realize like how big a deal that is going to be. Like, I intend to play my primary tune from 80 to 85 consistently, but in all honesty, I'm going to be splitting my time. <laughs> like, I'm going to be leveling a tune and playing my main probably the same amount. Yeah, and obviously we're going to roll goblins. Are we? Goblin rogues. 
Yeah? Rouges. You're not gonna, though. Three of them. You won't. I'm intrigued. I, I did not play the Goblin starting area. I only played the Worgen, and I kind of regret that, because the Goblin starting area, from what I saw, looked really, really cool. Yep. Goblins are cool. Right. I don't know about that. Oh. Time is time is money, though, friend. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> okay, so what other big things about Cataclysm did I miss that we absolutely have to talk about before we wrap it up here? Hunters, no mana. Hunters, no mana. Oh, yeah. Hunters, you're losing mana. Suck oh, up. yeah. War- no, I'm excited. No Why? What? Are... Hunters, yeah, no ammo. It's, rad. it's going to be good. It's necessary. Somebody said we're just going to be... <laughs> I'm not going to say who. I was over listening to an awesome Hunter podcast by Brickwin, <laughs> uh, who is the Hunter and the man. And uh, Brickwin is... He is the man. He is totally rad. Yeah, he's cool. So we were talking about um, Hunter. Ch- they, he was talking about it, and somebody in the chat channel said, uh, "Yeah, we're just gonna be we're just gonna be ranged rogues now." <laughs> and eh. I was like, "I guess you could say that," but by that same token, Boomkin can just say, "Oh, we're just we're just Feather mages. Pages. We're just mages." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, that's gonna be great. I'm excited about that. I'm really looking forward to it, and. Because I have my 74 Hunter, who will hit 80 before the expansion comes no, out. No, honestly, I don't think you're going to do that. You say that, I don't think you're going to do it. I think you're going to roll a Worgen Hunter and play that. No, I have no interest in that. Worgen Rogue all the way, man. Rogue? Yeah. Interesting. I would you never play a Worgen Rogue. Really? No. That was like the first thing that occurred to me. Really? Think about this. Fist weapons. That's all I'm going to say. I think about fist weapons often. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, no, uh, honestly, I, I, as a worgen, it for me, it's it would be hunter or warrior. But who plays warriors anymore? Well, you know what I always say: if you want to roll a warrior, just you roll might a as well roll a death knight. A paladin now? <laughs> yeah. Now I don't no, know what you always say. No, it's always been paladin. Uh, if you wanted to roll a warrior, you should just roll a paladin. Because you can DPS, you can tank, and you can heal. Uh, duh. I think you should put the same emphasis on DPS and heal. But anyway. <laughs> you can tank, DPS, and heal. Like, there are actually and two heal? things that warriors can't do. So anyway, That's it. love you, warrior. Love you, Terpster. <laughs> love you, T. You're the man. The T. The T. Saw some awesome pictures of him today from Mike Schramm's Twitter. Very good. Very cool. Um, yeah, so that was pretty much it. Uh, Rev, final thoughts on BlizzCon? Um, I wish we had a solid date for anything. Yeah, that would be kind of neato. Yeah. Uh, also, no mention about the next-gen MMO at all, huh? Was, was not expecting. Not a whisper. Like, no. Oh, come on. Maybe maybe something like... No. No? I, I wasn't. I think I'm on record saying I wasn't. I think I'm on record being an idiot, so... <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um... Gosh, I just talking to Chris Metzen, by the way, is the yeah. Thing oh in the my world. god! Yeah, he he loves games so much. Like <laughs> you can tell everything he says; it's amazing. So um, BlizzCon was awesome. I'm going next year. It's if been, you missed it, you definitely need to go next year. It's not even a question for me. It's it's like tickets are going to sell out even faster. Yeah. He said, I don't know if you saw the Morheim when he was doing the intro, he was like, yeah, tickets sold out, and the first round sold out. If you if you didn't get your ticket within 30 seconds, you didn't get a ticket yeah. on either of the two batches. So um, BlizzCon, 20,000 tickets sold out in under a minute, which is faster than it takes uh, Red Pallies to storm the forums after a nerf. That was pretty hilarious. <laughs> Um, I love how he's reading those and like actually enjoying the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> he would like read ahead a little bit, chuckle, and then say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would. It was funny. The only thing I was thinking the whole time was that he needed to take lessons from Obama on reading from a teleprompter. Yeah, he definitely did. The thing I kept thinking the whole time is, oh my god, is that Kevin Klein? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we should stop. But yeah. awesome BlizzCon. Best BlizzCon to date, I can say... Um, I don't think hands down that. makes me excited about next year's BlizzCon. Totally stoked. Cataclysm is going to be awesome. If you want more information on it, I have to recommend WoW.com. If you want information on your specific class, um, go to your class-specific websites. They should have a lot of info for you. If you're a hunter, you need to be going to Brickwin.com. It's the best hunter site on the web right now. So, 
Uh, oh, one last out. thing too. Yeah, 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 go. Never mind. Oh yes, that's <laughs> actually my favorite thing. Um, so that's it. Get ready to fly over North or Northrend. <laughs> you already do that, guys. Log in. Jeez. Get ready to fly over Kalimdor. Get ready to see um, what you're used to completely change from the screenshots that I'm sure you've all seen by now. Desolus is just this lush, um, a flourishing uh, forest, and uh, <laughs> the Barrens is split in half by a, a river of molten lava. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. And so the real question is, how long until uh, ICANN has posted as World of Warcraft a Kitaeclism? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You're a jerk. Yeah. Well, they they already have they already have the uh, keyboard cataclysm. You saw that, right? No. No. Keyboard cataclysm. Play him out, Deathwing. What? I'll find it. All right. Let's stop the recording, okay. ladies and gentlemen. This has been the. Uh, Borked Podcast BlizzCon wrap-up. So thank you for joining us, all you Blizzard fans. Uh, we look forward to talking to you next week about awesome, possibly not Blizzard-related stuff. <laughs> uh, There's some cool games in the works right now that I've been wanting to talk about, so we'll get on those, and uh, we'll also chat with you guys about some other geeky stuff that maybe has nothing to do with video games. Until next week... Oh, I just about forgot contact information. Find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash BorkedCast. CD Eagle, Revoked, and Tesson, T-E-S-S-O-N. You can sort out who's who on your own, I'm sure. And you can find us on the web at BorkedCast.com. Until next week, stay nerdy. Bye! Bye.